Hi, I'm Eric. I'm Jason. And I'm Chris. And welcome to a special Comic-Con <laughs> version of I Beat It First with our new person... Anne, fuck you. <laughs> I was like, I'm ready for this, and then you set me up. Let's see. Well, we need to actually introduce you instead of just being like, hi, I'm Anne. Yeah, you're right. This is someone we found off the street. <laughs> Literally, somebody we found on the street. I think it's just me doing there, a different voice. Lying there in a Sailor Moon costume, and we're just like, hey, you look like you want to talk about conventions. Let's do that. Truth. My bad, everybody. If you haven't been paying attention to our website, Anne has been writing articles and doing reviews for us. We've talked about her previously on I Beat It First as well. She's super awesome, and she does a great <laughs> job of reviewing games that Jason doesn't want to review. Because they <laughs> suck. <laughs> I will not take that personally. <laughs> he said they suck, not you suck. So that's this, is true. this is true. This is true. This is why know, you by association. <laughs> Okay, so we are doing a special edition because this Labor Day weekend was two, well, one large con and one small con uh, <laughs> that happened. Crunchyroll Expo, which I went to, and Anne went to Saboten Con in Phoenix, Arizona. So we'll start off with the small one because Anne had, Anne had some, uh, some fun descriptions uh, <laughs> of what Saboten Con is turning into. Yeah, so, Anne, so... how was Saboten Con? <laughs> It was pretty excellent, actually. Um, last time I went was in 2016. I've been living in D.C. for the last two years. So I kind of compare that year to this year. And let me say, hentai has definitely gotten a significant foothold. Um, I would say <laughs> probably every other booth. And I'm not, you know, sensitive to that. I was really into Yaoi as, like, a 13-year-old. So, you know, it just was... It was just a lot of titties, a lot of tentacles. I feel like tentacles have become normalized as well, like more so than they were. Like so much so I got a tentacle body pillow. A, a mini That's body a, pillow. Yes, yeah, mini body pillow. It's a body you know, pillow for Barbie. Or minimalism, you know, trying to do some minimalism here. I don't even, would your finger even be able to use that as a pillow? <laughs> I, don't even, I don't know, it's a keychain. But uh, I got to meet Steve Bloom, who uh, does a voice of... Uh, what is it? Spike from Cowboy Bebop. Nice. Yeah. That was pretty sweet. So there were some big names there, but it was mostly fan fan content. I went to a ridiculous panel about Vine, you know, the website that died almost wow. two and a half wow. years ago, right? <laughs> People are still all about it, huh? We would yeah. explain this. <laughs> no, seriously. It was an hour of high school seniors. No joke. High school seniors. Three of them dressed in no face costumes. Okay, let me just set this up. Three of them dressed in no face costumes. And it was an hour of vines, old vines. And seriously, I would say three fourths of the crowd was reciting the vines with the people, like with the fucking video as they were playing, like every single one. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Come watch every vine that you've watched on YouTube for the last two years on, t on a stage with us. <laughs> Essentially. And then we remade a bunch of them as well. And posted those. So God. wait, what did you post them to? Oh, I didn't post them. I mean, no, we, yeah, but, as in the people on the panel, they're on Instagram. Yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say if if it went to Vine and they somehow were able to get onto Vine, <laughs> no. they have a private server for it's Vine. Like TikTok now, <laughs> private server for Vine. <laughs> 
TikTok's great for uh, pranks. Yeah, so I would say that it's definitely like where all the prank stuff from Vine went to was TikTok. I had it on my phone for about two weeks and then got rid of it. Isn't TikTok just lip singing? That's some of it. That's where you get all the, the cosplay girls that lip sync to the same eight songs. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's just like all underage girls. I'm pretty sure that's all TikTok is. And early <laughs> 20s, yeah. It, the I think the demographic for it is somewhere between like 15 and 22. <laughs> and I thought they all had to be Asians. Oh no, there's a lot of there's a lot of white <laughs> girls on there. No, that's just your TikTok, Jason. <laughs> that makes so much more sense. <laughs> you got those filters set up. Oh, man. <laughs> I know what's up. Shit, it's the beginning of September. I bet TikTok's just chock full of pumpkin spice lattes. Oh man. We should have gone on there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh fucking basic bitches. Speaking of basic bitches, um, we have talked about this and Chris has finally gotten his hands on a Natty Ice Seltzer. Yeah. Well, flavors in Tall Boys, 25 ounce cans. <laughs> Which one's your favorite? Uh, I've only tried the Aloha Beaches right now. I'll let you know when I get to the other one. How is the Aloha Beaches? <clears throat> it's not bad. It's definitely a natural light seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> yeah, that no whole, doubt. Like, uh, little light like uh, alcohol taste after like yep this is some cheap shit what is the alcohol content six six percent god oh, nothing man. like that four loco 14 yeah. can't wait for that oh man oh god okay so what other panels did you go to ann I went to a voice acting master class, which was literally Steve Bloom pitching his uh, classes for an hour. Oh, oh <laughs> Him and his wife, actually, which I didn't realize they were married until after. But yeah, she's done the voice of a bunch of characters from Digimon and stuff over the years. So they're both voice actors. But yeah, it was basically them telling stories like a normal panel and then him pitching his classes at the end. <laughs> <laughs> you actually do these classes like... In a classroom, or are these just online digital classes? They're both, from what I know, but yeah, they're mostly online. <laughs> Sorry about the dog noises. I should have put her out. <laughs> That's all right. Thank you're... God it was a dog. I was yeah, getting a little concerned. Your husband. <laughs> Sorry about my husband. I should have put him out. <laughs> <laughs> did you happen to go to any of Yuki's panels? I did not. <sighs> See, that's where the good stuff that you missed. Um, I know. We talked about those. Like, I went on, I actually went up for Smash Pass or Waifu. I went on stage and did that one for Spider Gwen. That was fun. Uh, yeah. Chris and I were both in there. Were, were we both in there for the dating game? Yes. Yeah. That was funny and a little weird. <laughs> yep. That's one I like to get drunk and go to and then try to be a volunteer. <laughs> Oh, we were trying. Yeah. We were both. He was raising his hands, and I had my hands up, like pointing down at him. And then Aaron's like comes over, like him, him, him. Yeah. <laughs> and I did learn when I went up for Smash Pass or Waifu that Yuki can't understand or can't like make out anybody out there, even though he's wearing glasses. It's like he can't see faces at all because he didn't even realize it was me until I had already walked past him and sat down on stage. And then he looked at me for a second. And he goes, "Oh, hey." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it, it, I thought I got favoritism. Guess I didn't. <laughs> okay, so it's basically hentai con light now. Is that right? That's what you said? Yeah. 
But yeah. every other booth, did you go to any of the uh, panels that I know that I saw that were hentai related? No, I should have. I'm the worst. I waited in the line to go see the hentai figurines, but it was so <laughs> long we gave up after like 10 minutes. But I definitely found a bunch of them while I was scrolling Instagram, and there was some futanari in there. There was all kinds of good stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm regretting days? it. I went three. You went all three days, and you There's four days, actually. Oh, Holy God. shit. And yeah. you barely went to any of the panels. That's I normal for, for me. Three. I barely That's went for three brand. hours last year, and I could barely stand it. <laughs> <laughs> he, went, he went long enough to drink lose Chris and then watch Chris pass out multiple times in the middle of our panel (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I got way too drunk on Saturday (laughs) way too drunk on Saturday that was my bad oh well alright so I guess we can move on to the Crunchyroll Expo which if you think of anything else that you want to talk about for SabotenCon please let us know after we finish with Crunchyroll Expo and we can talk about that. Well, wasn't there some comments on a photo hand posted? Oh, dear God. <laughs> yes, uh, we actually do need to talk about Thank you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I got... Okay, so the guy's a Twitch partner, which makes it even funnier. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Jesus. I'm wearing thigh highs in this picture. Yeah, what, was the, what was the outfit again? It was just thigh high stockings, like not a big deal. Just your, for the sake of thigh your, highs, it was your. Uh, it was what I wore on. Yeah, it was what I wore on uh, Monday. Yeah, your Jesse cosplay, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they're black this thigh high stockings for a Jesse cosplay from Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, so I woke up to this shit on uh, on Monday. The Ministry of Kinks and Thick Thighs, along with the Department of Aesthetics, thank you for your contribution. Next time without shoes, per request of the Foot Fetish Organization. And then he made the point of putting FFO in, like, parentheses. Like, that's the Foot Fetish Organization for short. It's a thing. Straight up. It's it's official. It is. It's very official. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. And, yeah, it was... You can find it on on her IG I mean it's not like it's anything hidden but it's it's just two pasty white thighs with black stockings on mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and someone tried to slide up into them DMs it's not gonna yeah, happen Twitch partner who's very thirsty yeah. yeah I'd really like to name this guy but let's not nope <laughs> because but he is a, he is a Twitch affiliate actually so yeah, yeah, and if we named him, then people would be going to his Twitch, and we don't want him <laughs> getting any other subscribers. No. We don't want our six fans to go over and become six fans of his. <laughs> Definitely not. They wouldn't be anyway. But yeah, no. That was special. All right. So I went out to San Jose, California for Crunchyroll Expo, which we got press passes for that. Um, had actually a pretty good time. Um, it is... It's kind of like half E3, half like regular Comic-Con. Because normally when you go to a, a Comic-Con, like there's not like a whole lot of production for the area. And in this case, like there's a whole section where it's it's just the normal like artist row area where people are selling their wares and selling their art and everything like that. And then there's this big whole section that is completely printed out. 
like everything all decked out stage the whole nine yards like everything is is all Crunchyroll expoed out with everything and they do they do like crunchy uh, new crunch city and everything like that and they've got they've got like big white tape going down for crosswalks going through the area and the whole nine yards like it's really weird to walk through because it's like yeah first thing is i walked into hall one and i'm like okay yeah this looks like every other comic-con then i get about halfway through and i'm like okay so this is way more like e3 all right it's a little weird uh but there's still it's basically like a lot of selling and some cool stuff but primarily geared towards hey come buy shit from us but if you're there for press there's actually a lot of stuff that you can get so they had a lot of uh they had a lot of panels set up, uh, a lot of press junkets that you could that you could sign up for and ask questions with. Um, in which case, we had a whole bunch, but some of the ones that I really, really wanted to were on Friday, and I wasn't getting in until Saturday, which really sucked because I, like, the very first one that they had set up on Friday was uh, Junji Ito, which is basically like the Stephen King of of uh, of horror or horror manga, and his shit is weird. He's a big fan of cats, isn't he? He's a huge fan of cats. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to get to that. I was like, if you haven't looked up any of his stuff, look up Junji Ito, and then also look up Junji Ito anime cats. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's the guy that did, like, the spiral, and uh, what was the other one that he did that was big? The the crack one, where it was like there was a fault line. Um, God. It was a a spiral. It was the um, dark... Whole Enigma of Amagara Fault. The Fault one, that's right. Yeah. There's another one that was just... Like, the, the thing of it is that they're just, like, crazy detailed mangas that are, like, just creepy for the sake of being creepy. Copy pasta. Kind of, but a lot of his shit is, is pretty original. Like, oh, yeah. Like, the Amagara yeah, yeah, Fault yeah. one is super original. It's, it's not, like, scary at all, except for the weird compulsory... F- need for everybody to find the fault that is shaped or the the hole that is shaped exactly like their body and then slide into it and then they all come out like super contorted and fucking just crazy at the end and like looking at me all weird i'm gonna need to find it. yeah I'm well i mean just imagine like uh um i don't know like a any any page of berserk on how like high detail those are so, yes yeah, similar to that <laughs> imagine like a full manga is just all high detail about that but 90 percent is just slice of life and then you get into like the fucked up shit <laughs> <laughs> that sounds there beautiful we here we go i'm gonna it's share it's not bad today. it's fun they're more like they're not creepy they're not scary it's just like you keep reading it and it's just like oh that's messed up okay and that's it and you see that and yeah like that's how so the whole thing is like they they've all got their own space for them that's shaped just like their body and they all just go in and they keep sliding down and sliding down and they come out like that it's really really weird and creepy sounds fun that is very creepy yeah (laughs) but it's also awesome and i I really wanted to get his. Like, I, I had approved questions and everything that I could have asked, but unfortunately, I just wasn't getting into California in time for that, which sucked. But uh, yeah, he did do on Saturday, draw or Junji Ito draws cats of the internet, <laughs> and he was up on the main stage. And unfortunately, it was ha- it was starting up like 30 minutes before I had uh, an interview for the Fist of the North Star 
game and I couldn't go to it. But I watched some of the videos that they shared on the Crunchyroll Expo Instagram account and it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> but so they did they did uh, that. They also had a, a walkthrough like art museum of Junji, Junji Ito art, which was really cool. Um, and I've got a video of that up on our Instagram account that it, that you can watch, like the first half of it, where I just walk through with with uh, or with Chris's DJI Osmo, and just show off like some of the artwork. It's really good. Like like Jason was saying, it's like really high end, high detail artwork that he does, um, and it's just weird and creepy and good. <laughs> I like it. You don't have to like it, but I like it. Um, let's see here. All right, so. Big thing uh, for the first one. Uh, my first interview was with the devs doing a Fist of the North Star game. Um, and this is actually a mobile game that's coming out. Aww. It comes out uh, like in a day or two. Um, but it is it is the entire retelling of the Fist of the North Star like uh, storyline. Didn't they just cool. release an actual game like last year? Uh, there was a, like a PS3 game. Um I think it was like a long ass time ago. I was thinking the same thing. It wasn't a long ass time ago. It was like last year and it wasn't a PS3 game. It looked shitty. That's all. And (laughs) uh, I'm not, I really want to look it up, but I don't really care. It was a PS4 game. That's what I was thinking that there was one. And then, uh, one of the other, one of the other guys was like, no, no, I remember playing it on like PS3. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Maybe I was remembering wrong. And I'm really old and everything's just merging together. (laughs) It's an interesting uh, game. Um, nothing super like fantastic. The art is all there, um, which was really cool. All the the main artwork for the game was all redrawn by the by the guy who created Fist of the North Star, which was cool. Um, they they don't know if they're gonna they're like they have plans for doing PvP and stuff like that, but it's in essence gonna be another free to play Gacha game. Um, but it's it's coming out both Japan and global. Uh, on the same time, at the same time, on the fifth slash fourth, you know, there's that. Uh, it's got some got some stuff like doing equips and everything like that, but that's neither here nor there. What was really good were the next two junkets that I went to. In which case, I got to talk with George, or we got to sit down to do interviews with George Wada, who's from who's from uh, Wit Studios. Which if you don't know who Wit Studios oh, nice. are, they did Attack on Titan. They did uh, Ancient Magus Bride. They did Psychopass, like a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and he he was a really good. He was a really like prominent producer beforehand. Left and went and started his own started his own studio, which was really cool. Um, and they've gotten to do just a ton of great stuff. And because Attack on Titan has done so well with everybody, uh, they've been able to basically kind of like write their own ticket now. In a lot of cases, um, the one thing that I that I didn't quite understand is that people thought that Attack on Titan wasn't going to do well. Mm-hmm. When I knew that I knew that the manga was blowing up well before the anime started. Like I was reading the manga and I just couldn't get into it anymore because I just hated the art style. It's the biggest problem that I have with yeah, watching. Yeah, Titans them. are creepy as fuck. They're creepy as fuck and just like even Weird. like the Titans are creepy. The regular people are creepy. Like everyone's just creepy. And it's <laughs> as if they don't know how to draw real people. So they're like, yeah, let's just draw these weird looking fucks here. <laughs> and that's well, all that they do. What throws me off about it is that you're just like, hey, here's this hyper realistic looking like art style. But we're just going to make the eyes like just fucking retarded big. 
and distended like, stomach. Like you know, like you know those like Bratz dolls. You know, like like the like Barbies, or whatever. Like they look like that. That's what they look like to me. As Anne throws her hands up because she knows what they look like. Oh yeah, <laughs> they love that shading too on that show. They love to overshade everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. You have a neck. Guess what? Shading. <laughs> <laughs> the sun is is here, so therefore the side of your face is black. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> oh man! So he he talked quite a bit. Um, we had about forty five minutes to ask questions. Some people asked some super pretentious questions. Some people obviously would re ask the same question, even though you know you weren't supposed to. Um, if you heard the next, if you heard a question, you were supposed to skip that question and move on to another one. Um, people are dumb. Yes, some people are dumb. <laughs> um, but I did learn, he did uh, say a lot about what Wit Studios does and what their goal is for doing everything, in which case they were talking about how they really like to keep the number of pro- projects that they're working on down to a bare minimum. They try to do a single project at a time. Um, and even w- within that, they actually have basically like mandated vacation time after a project's over. So once they finish a big-ass project like a season of Attack on Titan or, you know, second season of Psychopaths, anything like that, they require everybody to take vacation time because they know that they may have neglected their families or neglected themselves during the final crunch time. And then they just make sure that they aren't going to kill themselves (laughs) or (laughs) aren't going to do anything bad to anybody else. So they want to make sure that, that his studio, because he's obviously worked for other studios in the past, he wants to make sure that they do everything right on their side which I like. I thought that was really cool. Um, so yeah, they were, they limit the number uh, and he thinks, and he basically was saying that he thinks that the industry is going to be very split down the middle of people that do high-end stuff and all the other people that do all the low-end shit. <laughs> like he actually even said this. Um, and he wants, to, he wants his studio to dabble in both, <laughs> <laughs> which is a little strange. But hey, you know what? It works. Um, he all uh, he also said because I asked him to say if there was is there any anything outside of like manga that you want to do that you have that if you got the chance to do it he wants to do an anime adaptation of a real American comic like not like a not a anime like stylized version like what they've done with the where they basically like make an anime Iron Man or make an anime Spider Man like he wants to do like the Avengers full on in anime that type okay. anime Popeye yeah <laughs> anime Popeye we, hey man that would actually be pretty cool but he he specifically said uh, please talk about it and write about it so that it can happen. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, he, he actually feels he has different people on his team. So he was actually really happy about the team that he's put together from all the different areas. Um, they've got a new one that was coming out, uh, Girl from the Other Side, that he said was entirely created by a two-person team. And they premiered it at Crunchyroll Expo. I, I unfortunately missed that one. But it was supposed to be, like, really awesome to watch. So I'll have to keep an eye out for that one. But, yeah, he said that they, they split up into larger and smaller teams and they continually work together to make sure that they get the best possible avenues. Um, and he really likes to put together the high art people with the people that do action. And that's how things like Psychopaths and Attack on Titan happened, where he kind of puts people out of their comfort zone and makes them makes them work together with different people so that they can get the best of both worlds. 
And unfortunately, like I said, it was only about 45 minutes and we kind of did press junket style to where we kind of, we went like one and a half times around this little semicircle, which is pretty cool. Um, but what questions next, did you ask? Do what? What questions did you ask directly? I asked him, I asked him the one that was the one about what, uh, what he would like to do other than something that was a manga. So, uh, um, you only got to ask one question. Yeah. Cause I was at the end. Um, it was the next one. So, <laughs> so I came in, I sat down on one end and Bianca, who's the, the person that runs the PR for Crunchyroll and whatnot. Uh, she's like, okay, so we're going to start down on this end. And they started on the other end, and I was like, "Okay, fine, whatever." You know, I don't, I don't need to be the first person to ask a question. I don't want to make a fool out of myself. Um, so they do went through do one. Do you then, like? Do you like? Do you like? Do you like to? Do you, do you, do you, I have do all you of like, this recorded. Like to, so I can prove that I didn't do this. Do you like to watch anime titties? Do you like anime? <laughs> What's 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 your favorite anime? Do, do you remember that anime that you made? Uh, it, was, it was really good. Oh man, I had. Do you do like anime titties or anime thighs better? <laughs> that's a legit question, Chris. That is Don't legit. joke about that. that. That's important. That's important journalism. I actually want to know the answer. I know. <laughs> I uh, I had a, a couple people that went on Friday. Um, to take pictures and whatnot that we had some extra press passes for. So I had some photographers going out to take photos and one of them went into one of the panels that I wanted him to go to, but it was not a, uh, it was not a press panel. It was like a regular public panel. And he's texting me while I'm in the car <laughs> going to California. He's like, Oh my God, this panel's so boring. People are asking them what their fucking favorite color is and all such shit. I'm like, Oh, holy shit. Yeah. That one. Did, did anyone ask him what their favorite dinosaur is? I don't know. I didn't get a chance to ask Ross that. I need to ask Ross that. If not, then they missed a perfect opportunity to find out what their favorite dinosaur was. Yep, that's real journalism. <laughs> it is. I mean, and that's that's the best way to be a fan. Just you know, ask what what's your favorite dinosaur. You know that. Um, okay, so the next one that I went to though, which was the last one on Saturday, was with Junichiro Tamura, Kevin Penkin. Masahiro Sua and Sarah Emmy Birdcut of the Rising of Shield Hero. So we actually got the the score producer um, or the score composer, uh, the character designer, the producer, and the voice of my or uh, mine on there, <laughs> which was interesting to say the least. She is not like her character was at all. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, she's like this super cutesy, like like cute little petite Japanese girl that was just like like all smiles and happy and just sitting there, um, like answering everyone's questions. Um, but so my, I actually so then so going off of what we did for the last time where they started on the on the one end. I ran out real quick, grabbed a grabbed a t-shirt for Ronan because I knew that by the time that this ended that all the like shops would be closed up. Ran back, had like two minutes to spare, got my cell phone up for recording, sat down in my same seat, and Bianca comes back in and she goes, okay, this time we're going to throw a monkey wrench into it. We're going to start on that corner. Huh. <laughs> so I was the first one. <laughs> 
So I had two questions to ask, um, but this one was interesting. So the, I started off with kind of like a softball question, um, but it, I think I got like a pretty good answer for it. It was pretty much like I asked them if they imagined that Shield Hero would get the would get the popularity and the re, the reception that it received. Um, and the producer was actually saying that he hoped that it would, but he was he was really he was really scared that it wouldn't. And they actually went through with a with a purpose to make sure that it was geared towards the worldwide audience for acceptance. And they had they had getting making sure that people other than just Japanese people would really enjoy watching the show so he was extremely excited especially the reception that it had when they uh premiered the first episode at crunchyroll expo last year and then everything that uh that came after it finally came out at the beginning of this year so i thought i actually got a pretty good answer off of that if my sound quality is good <laughs> i will i will put the sound quality in somewhere um the big problem is, is that it's primarily all going through translators <laughs> so question Question in Japanese, <laughs> answer in Japanese, answer. <laughs> but all in all, I thought that was pretty good. Um, we did find out that, uh, oh gosh, that Sarah Emmy Birdcut had never voiced a villain before, ever, in anything. Like everything that she'd always done was, was like nice girls or like quiet girls or whatnot. And she, she had to like figure out what to do. So uh, my next question when it came back around was what she did to, to, to prepare herself for the role. And she talked about how like she had, she thought about how much she won, how much she wanted everybody to hate her character. Cause she read the light novel and the manga and she knew that people had to hate her and that she needed to portray what it was uh, or what it was that she wanted to come out. Um, and make like make people actually hate her uh so she did she purposely went through and she tried her hardest to make it so that even the voice actor that was doing now for me would hate her which didn't end up working but uh, that, she's like that was her goal um and i'm trying to find exactly where her answer was because it was good um of who it was that she that she mirrored it on because I'm forgetting on the actual name but she basically said that she mirrored it on the main bitchy chick from Gundam Seed oh. <laughs> <laughs> so she said that with it, as she was doing the character that's who she pictured in her mind and that's who she was trying to convey <laughs> to a lot of people going oh in the press <laughs> junket <laughs> Which is really good. Um, apparently, so the the composer is a is a British man. I'm assuming from his accent. I did not look up his his uh, thing. I did not look up the uh, page for Kevin Penkin, but uh, British. Um, he did over two hours and forty minutes of music that he wrote for this both seasons of the anime. Were you gonna say something, Jason? No. Oh, which is a lot of music. Australian. He's Australian. Yeah. He didn't sound Australian. He sounded more proper British. He's from Perth, Australia. <laughs> oh, he's from Perth. That's why. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he wrote two hours and 40 minutes of music, all new music, like none of the doubling up, which if, if you think about it, it was a 26 episode season, 25 episodes, something like that. That's a lot of music to have on there, especially not doubling up. Like that's a, that's a good chunk of music that he did. Uh, and he had to do a lot of Spanish guitar that he found especially hard to write for since he didn't know how to play guitar 
<laughs> <laughs> so he had to collaborate with a bunch of other people in order to in order to uh, get some get some uh, good audio going through there. Uh, talking with the producer again, he did let it slip that they originally intended to end the se- the second season or the second half of the season uh, at episode twenty one, which was when the 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 king and mine both got their comeuppance and it was slutton slutton what was it dick garbage trash garbage trash something trash, like that yeah. trash man trash down. yeah so they originally thought about ending it there and they specifically went through and did the remaining five episodes so that they could show you that there's more uh villains out there than just the king and mine they didn't want to end it on this like super happy note they wanted to end it with more of a hey there's a lot of other shit that you need to pay attention to which is good um and they alluded to during this that there was going to be that they had already started like planning the second season and so on and so forth and then the next morning on sunday morning they actually did like a full like announcement that they announced the second and third season are in production for it and third Yep, and third's already in production. So basically, it's like they've written the second one and they're getting ready to do everything, and then they're they're now writing the third one so that it can be up there. Obviously, it's a light novel and manga, so there's stuff for them to pull from already. But they did talk about how like Shield Hero itself, as a light novel, has a lot of internal monologue, which Naofumi has a lot of internal monologue in this show, and. I haven't read the light novel, but apparently there was a lot more of that than what than what was in the anime inside the light novel. So they had to figure out ways to adapt a lot a lot of that into more on screen stuff, so that there was more talking and everything. And that was one of the biggest hurdles that they had in actually uh, transferring this from a light novel to the to the anime itself. But all in all, uh, there was a lot of really good information. Um, they. They uh, or one of the press guys tried asking how they felt about the the reception of these of the the fake rape allegations from the first episode, and he got immediately shut down. <laughs> Was told, "Yeah, we're not going to ask that question, so let's move on to the next question." And <laughs> I, all day I'd been like, I I met Bianca earlier, and she was super nice, and like like all like just like bubbly and happy and then I saw her face when she said that and I'm like oh shit she just she got pissed off at something no we're not <laughs> going kind there it's kind of a shame because that, that's a really good question in my opinion it's it is like, a really yeah. good question but yeah. it's also not something that that they wanted asked it, it, especially in Japan it's like they they did while they were making it for a worldwide audience they made it for Japan um, for the most part and that's like that that type of stuff hasn't been going on and it was also written way before all of this bullshit that's been going on on the internet over the last two years like this was something that's in the light novel it's not like it was a new thing that they made up this is something that was already there and if they didn't do it people would have been pissed off that they skipped over the entire thing and they they watered down his reasons for for not being uh or for being angry at them all i heard there eric is that you think me too movement's bullshit a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Getting mad at everybody for writing something where nothing actually happens or getting mad because somebody makes false allocations because, oh my God, false allocations, those never happen. 
none of that shit ever happens around there. Um, getting but mad it's about way that easier is, for a, a guy to get around that than it is for a girl to stand up for that type thing. Yeah, but why? If it's happening in an anime, I don't understand why people need to get upset by it. <laughs> no one's upset about it. I thought it was a good question. No, there were a lot of people upset about it. That's the that was the problem. Like there were so many articles written about it. Oh, uh, you mean in general? Yeah, of course. Oh, no, yeah. that 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 well because it is something that no one wants to talk about forever and stuff like that. Yeah. And you know to bring up any kind of allegation like that to anybody scares a lot of predominantly men, uh, especially when they don't want to like. Think about that their precious job and their precious uh, um, ego is going to be bruised because of someone making a claim because, hey, sweetie, nice skirt or thick thighs save lives. And all of a sudden now you're being uh, uh, sued for sexual harassment and hashtag FFO. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm getting at, though, is that the people that were writing those articles were writing basically trying to say that that if you if you write something where there are false rape allegations on it you are belittling the people that it actually happened to if anything it's just a matter of other types of control and bullshitness to it because i think what you're trying i think the the bigger problem is that you have people that are like saying like both extreme ends of it and no one's playing the middle and really it's yes. more of a middle gray area game and that's yes. what's going to be the hard part for everybody that's always the hard part because the 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 strong on both sides are always the loudest fucking assholes exactly. out yep. there. <laughs> it's true. The minority is always the loudest. Mm-hmm. Anti-vaxxers. Anti-vaxxers. Best example. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and God. just contributed that Me Too to her is the same uh, breath as anti-vaxxers. Thanks, Anne. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> <laughs> we like to make wild accusations here on this show. It's my favorite. <sighs> Now I can't run for office. Thanks, guys. Oh. You had oh, already tons of problems. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty, no, I was pretty fucked sure already. that your guys uh, <laughs> save lives uh, photo will make it so you can't run for office. Like, <laughs> no, that'll make her <laughs> no, win no, office. Things were already oh, done before that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so one of the other things, uh, last thing uh, that she said, they asked her why, why she decided to get into voice acting. And I think that they were trying to insinuate that she didn't have a face for voice acting (laughs) (laughs) which is ridiculous (laughs) that's what it sounded like to me like as i'm sitting there listening to this to this question that they asked i'm like is he basically saying you're too cute to be a voice actor you should be on camera um (laughs) but it it was similar to that of trying to slap those dms (laughs) why did you get into voice acting in instead of going for you know a much more stable career like acting (laughs) Why someone that's too kawaii for words would choose to only use her words? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apparently, so she said that she decided that she wanted to be a voice actor in first grade after watching the Detective Conan show. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so she's young. <laughs> <laughs> that Detective Conan's been on for a long fucking long time. Long time. Long time. Yeah, let's see here. They even Sarah, have a town. 92? And she was in first grade, so that would have been like she's eighty nine. She's thirty. She's not. She's not like super young. So yeah, I think so younger than Chris. Ninety two, Conan. Let's see. Maybe wait in, in Japan. Yeah, I'm gonna stay by that. I'm gonna stand by Conan, Detective Conan, released ninety two, Japan. Final answer. <laughs> Final answer. Yeah. Heaven, heaven forbid we Google that. I know. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> but that's what she looks like. I mean, she is. 
I thought it was oh. bird cut. <laughs> the answer was, was January 8th, 1996. Oh. Yikes. 96 is when it came out? Yeah, I know. Way later wow. than I thought. Wait, is that Japan or is that America? Um, First episode day, January 8th, 96. Does not say America. And yeah, it's the Nippon, Nippon television that's not here. So. Nipponichi? Right. You're right. It is Sarah Emmy Bridcut. And Crunchyroll had on their form for when we were checking everybody, like which ones we wanted to do our interviews with, spelled Birdcut. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bird, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I did, unfortunately, not get a chance to see the... Uh, the ambassador of Kauai. Oh, man. Now no, you fucked it up. Um, she was there on Friday, and then I did not see her anywhere on on Saturday. It was not Kauai enough for her. She's got it, important ambassador duties she to did, attend to. <laughs> duties. Uh, Kauai duties? I did have something happen on the floor, though, that mildly irritated me. So I was walking around just doing, like, hyperlapses and photos and everything like that. And the voice for Rimuru, the Japanese voice for Rimuru, was at one of the booths for uh, uh, not Aniplex, damn it, uh, Katakawa, who does uh, who does the, who does that show. And they had this big like banner made for uh, for that time I got reincarnated with, as a slime, and they had like all the main characters. And they had her walk over, and she was going to start signing it. And I pulled out the camera to start taking a picture, and they just looked at me and like, no, no, no pictures. And I'm like press and they looked at me for a second like press, press. no no pictures and i'm like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> <laughs> like this is why we have this is why press comes in like this is why you bring press in to talk about it and take photos of the cool shit that goes on with it and we're not allowed to take a picture of this so that was my no no, no, no pictures no pictures yeah, no no and the best is that the guy that was telling me no then looked at another guy and was like press and she thought for a second she's like no it's like no 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 picture i'm like all right what, what is press what does press mean <laughs> she looked up press in in japanese are they are they is he going to make me coffee they showed him my pass i'm like press i'm like here's coffee my press? badge press <laughs> press badge press <laughs> press on press on press on <laughs> Lee press on. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay, so then uh, Sunday, I went back for Crunchyroll Games. They were gonna have a. They were gonna have us play a bunch of games and whatnot on the floor. Um, there. Ha! Games. Games. <laughs> Video game podcast. Guess what? They're all mobile games. Ah, oh, oh, of course they are. Are you serious? All of them. They were all mobile games, except for, well, the Crunchyroll games, because Crunchyroll games is predominantly mobile and, uh, like, some browser game stuff. Um, keeping in full-on I beat at first fashion, I broke the demos on yes. multiple occasions. That's what we do. That's what we do. We show Good up, job. we actually play games, and we destroy them. <laughs> the first one that I played was, was this, like, Naruto X Boruto one, where it's, like, a three-squad, like, battle card-type setup. Um, and it was, I like touched it and it immediately broke. <laughs> the girl just like, <laughs> she looks, she's like, uh, it's not responding. And I'm like, eh, just give it a sec. No, it's still not responding. Okay. I'm going to have to reset this. I'm really sorry. I'm like, I'm used to E3. This happens all the time. <laughs> this is what we do. Uh, I've never seen that before. What were you doing? Yeah. We should Don't charge. We it. really should charge. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
this game was uh, supposed to be it's supposed to be very much a a casual like like one button play type game and it definitely was wasn't anything like super fun um they were trying to keep it separate from the other naruto uh mobile games uh making it less gasha y than the other ones so i don't know i didn't get to play a whole lot of that one uh, i did get to actually play the new mob psycho 100 game though also a gotcha game it's also a gotcha game um of course of course but they gameplay wise on it it was actually pretty cool because it's a you go out in five per, in five person squads to to fight you know demons and whatnot but they did a really good job of making it so that because you got five people on the screen jason's like thinking about this hurts doesn't it jason no <laughs> i'm just trying to not scream about i don't care <laughs> shut up uh, <laughs> So anyways, they did a really good job because if you have five people on the screen that you need to select and do stuff with, and especially if you need to heal anybody, um, it's really hard to touch on them. So you can act, they made it so you can actually pivot around the screen itself. Uh, they made it, they took a lot of cues in the way that action works from Persona is what they were saying. Um, which I could definitely see that as far as like the way that the, way that the action was set up and everything like that. Huh, uh, you want to know what? What? I never saw that coming. <laughs> ah! And... <laughs> This is what's going to get Jason. So the the whole uh, area that you go into is very much set up like like you're in the town, much like Persona happens. However, it's like as if it's all in like one square block type setup. And there's a dog. Pet it, and you can feed it, and you can do all sorts of things. You can play with it. You can do everything. In the Just game, like or is this at Crunchyroll? In the game. Huh. In it's the a gotcha game. game. In it's a Mob Psycho game. 100, uh, Mob finds the dog and does, and like, like tries to take care of the dog in one of the earlier episodes. So there's like a whole bunch of that stuff that goes on with it. Um, the story is supposed to take place and go through the entirety of the, of the, at least the first season. They didn't know if the second season was going to be brought into it, but it's as it, when it comes out, it's supposed to be first season. It's an interesting game. doesn't really cost anything um, other than your gasha and your sanity. Um, <laughs> Orange Jesus. One that I will uh, touch on that is not a gasha game, the Ruby game. Which is basically like Ruby Bejeweled. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Lord. And it's fun. <laughs> As we talked about when I had to play that freaking uh, freakin Borderline. Honey Pop, game. you know what it is. Honey don't Pop, don't play. Yeah, I was trying to remember the name of it. I'm like, uh, <laughs> what the hell was the name of that game? <laughs> when I had to play Honey Pop, I'm a sucker for these fucking puzzle games. And this one's actually really good. And you don't you don't have to spend any money on anything if you don't want to. Through and do the game. It's fun. It's nice and nice and complex, has a lot has a really good puzzle game. So if you want to look for it, it's Ruby R W B Y, like the anime, the Rooster Teeth anime. I don't know, I've never watched Which it. Which weirds me out still to this day. That Rooster Teeth made an anime. Yeah. And it has but like a really big following. Yes, it does. Yep. And it's I I don't know why. It doesn't look good. I know. Just that like CGI stuff. Yeah, like I mean, like, I mean, it was like, you know what? Yeah, I loved Red versus Blue. That was so much fun. Oh yeah, that's great. Now it just I don't Classic. know. I don't know it. Um, it. It is a fun puzzle game though, and like I said, you don't have to spend any money to get any enjoyment out of it, which is good. Um, so I would say play that game if you want to talk about it. If you want to talk about bullshit. <laughs> They had Grand Summoners there, and right before Crunchyroll Expo, they started a Grand Summoners Crunchyroll crossover where you can get Hime, Crunchyroll's uh, mascot, in the game, and she's broken as fuck. <laughs> Super OP, heals a ton, causes a shit ton of damage, all that. And on the on the floor, they had preloaded uh, tablets with like 10,000 crystals for summoning on it. So I sat down and I said, hey... 
let's see how many summons I have to do before I can get Hime because the rates are ridiculously low. I went through 20 summons, didn't get Hime with paid crystals. Biggest fucking gosh of bullshit that you could ever fucking see in a game. The rates are extremely low. It's horrible. Pretty much done with Grand Summoners. Don't you have like a massive feeling of accomplishment? That I didn't get Hime? Just from just from the joy of yeah. trying. It, it's a it's a fun mechanic it's that our fans mechanics. enjoy. Oh man, I had a conversation with a guy that doesn't <laughs> that does nothing but mobile games for their website about surprise mechanics <laughs> and how bullshit they are. <laughs> it's a surprise mechanic and our fans really enjoy them. They're really fun. <laughs> you mean getting raped. I was just happy that I was doing these paid crystal pulls for uh on Crunchyroll's dime basically and just going like fuck me and i was messaging a friend of mine i'm like all right i'm 10 deep still no hime i've pulled like three of the same character and a whole bunch of bullshit characters that you don't want um so yeah that sucked did really actually play a game that i need to buy for my nintendo switch i thought you said these were all mobile games oh wait nintendo switch yeah no no correction needed You're so funny, Jason. Hey, Jason. I know. I know. Um, Great. When I had my Nintendo Game Boy Advance, what was the game that I always had on it that I played when I was on the pooper? Oh, God. Uh, Golden Sun? Uh, Was it Final Fantasy Tactics? I did have that on there for a while. But the one game that you could play other ways, but it was always best on a a console. Especially. I thought you were about to say on the pooper. Yeah, especially especially a console on the pooper. Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, stupid. Oh, no, no wonder why. So, Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist, which just came out on the Nintendo Switch. I played it. Ah, fuck this episode. Uh, I, that, <laughs> that reminds me of some fan art I saw this week. It was definitely Blue Eyes White Dragon, but it said Blue Eyes Thick Thighs. <laughs> thick Thighed White Dragon? Far more. Yeah. <laughs> thick thighs white dragon doesn't Yu-Gi-Oh have that card set where it's just like his left arm his right arm his left leg his right leg his chest and his head like then you have to like that summon Exodia yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah whatever I'd like to see a thick thighed version of that <laughs> Exodia <laughs> was thick thigh dude have you seen <laughs> no but now it's just, it's, that's big. all it is it's just like his left thigh thick and juicy his right thigh thick and juicy his other left thigh still thick and juicy <laughs> his center thigh, chesticle sweetie. thigh <laughs> oh god oh christ oh jesus <laughs> the thymageddon <laughs> oh my god Fuck this goddamn episode, man. I hate this so much. What, wait, what was that show? This My is the bad. worst. Oh, that okay, show so where the director's like, just make her thighs thick. Oh, oh God. What was that? Um, It was the the S... Shit. SSS Gridman. Gridman S. Oh, God. SSS Gridman. Yeah, that's it. Never have there been so many jokes in an anime that was just so fucking boring as that anime. Like, it was just so bad. It was not good. No. I had to stop watching it. But those thighs were thick. They were thick and juicy. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, magical computer man, how does this work? I don't know. You just show up. All right. (laughs) Computers. They were made in 1980. No, they weren't. Whatever. Gridman! (laughs) 
Have any of you ever heard of Vita Ramen? You probably can't see that right now. No. Is it healthy ramen? Yes. Awesome. The original all-in-one nutritionally complete ramen. Do they make you it with like zucchini it. noodle or something like that? I don't I don't know. Like I it's wanted like to ask, but I really ramen. didn't want to stick around and talk with these people. Why the fuck or not? Just, Jesus Christ, just what the hell are you doing out uh, there? Multivitamin? You we just talked about just like mobile games for like hours. Who gives a shit? And now you finally get into stuff that we care about with fucking Vita Ramen. God damn it, Eric. What the fuck the are you doing? Were handing it out didn't really know anything. They were, do, do, do you want to try some of our, our ramen? Yes. Um, sure. Yes. <laughs> when do you ever no, say no? So I'll, I'll, I will tell you they're using regular noodles. They have three flavors that you can choose from. They have a... Uh, uh, where'd it go? Damn it. Flintstones. vegan... What was that, in? <laughs> I just said it's Flintstones flavor. Flintstones flavor, yes. <laughs> Flintstones <laughs> vegan, so soy sauce chicken and garlic pork. And I tried the soy sauce chicken and the garlic pork, and they are delicious. Seasoned with multivitamins. They're kind of expensive, though. It's like thirty three ninety five for a nine pack. Dude, I'll crush some Flintstones up and mix it in, in a pack of ramen for you for free. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Keep flavor. growing strong. Mm-hmm. But as far as like like flavor and everything like that, like it was really good. The noodles were way better than like the shitty piece of crap noodles that you have. Um, they actually had like good chunks of, of vegetables in them. Um, and I was trying to get back to the nutritional. Would you say it's yabba dabba delicious? Yabba dabba delicious. <laughs> that's right. Um, I think the big thing is that in a full like regular serving, it only has 575 milligrams of sodium. As opposed to like only five hundred, <laughs> only <laughs> and there's probably thirty like percent of your though. daily value of sodium. And when was the last time that you looked at a package of ramen? And I sodium? have never eaten a package of ramen. So <gasps> what? What? <laughs> I'm just saying it wasn't in my house growing up, and by the time I got to college, I was uh, I was free of the glutton. Oh my god! I couldn't eat it. I never went through my ramen phase. Oh my god! You should. I know. Your oh my god! Life sucked. Yeah, I know. Basically, sucked balls. Yep, missed out on that twenty-five cent meal. You did. All right. Let's just let's just go off of cup noodle. Mm. Cup noodle itself has nine hundred milligrams of sodium. It's <laughs> <laughs> per serving. There's probably two servings in a cup. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think that there really is actually. So we got a top ramen. And oh man, come on! No, go away! I don't want to subscribe to your newsletter. Top ramen, one serving, which I think there's two and a half servings per package. Oh Eight hundred ninety-one milligrams. <laughs> two thousand milligrams of sodium per cup. Yes, and you know you're just gonna eat all that ramen yourself. All that ramen going to your face. Slurp it down. Now you need that vitamins to pass that kidney stone you just... <laughs> you just ate. <laughs> 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 oh. So God the, damn. The, the 575 milligrams of sodium in this ramen... Is sounding pretty good to you, isn't it, Anne? It's much better. Oh yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and that's that's per container. Holy shit! <laughs> so it's not it's not like three packages 
or three servings per package type thing. Much, much better for you. So if you like ramen and want to spend a little bit more money, get Vita Ramen, people. Oh, man, there's so many other things. Okay, so Crunchyroll Expo also had a full-on Japanese arcade in one of the areas, which Jason would have loved. Did you watch any of the videos that I posted of that, Jason? Videos? Of the Japanese arcade? (laughs) Jason didn't. Jason we have videos? Jason sits here and bitches about how other people are doing horrible jobs at going to conventions, but mm-hmm. he doesn't go to them at all because mm-hmm. he's a fucking curmudgeon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's, I'm oh, not yeah. hiding it. So they had, an, they had like, a, I want to say it was three, like, banquet hall-sized areas full of Japanese arcade games. Like, just all sorts of kind of fighting games, rhythm games, free dancing. Free-to-play? Free-to-play. All free-to-play. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. This is where play. it's like the value. And if you went on our Instagram, Jason, I'm on there right now. The videos that I had posted of, I did a hyperlapse walkthrough. I did a video of some of the people doing this fucking crazy ass rhythm game that's got. So there's like this big circle of <laughs> buttons going around the outside and a screen on the center of it, and you have to hit the buttons in uh, coordination with the colors and what the what the screen is showing. And then it'll bring up these weird like paths for you to run your hand across as well. Insane. But if you watch the video that's on our IG of them actually playing it, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm watching right now. Nuts. This is nuts. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Yeah. They're going Whoa. balls deep in that game. Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't even make fun of them properly. It's too fast to make fun of them. Yeah, it is. It's, it's too fast to, like, they, they aren't even doing an epileptic. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, <see>? Right. <laughs> that yeah. dude is pulling, oh, he's got special gloves on. That's cheating. No, he just had gloves on so that he didn't get he didn't get sick from shaking hands and shit. There were and a lot special of gloves there. for playing this Are fucking game. Are you serious? Game. People yeah, there wore were, gloves there were so they quite didn't... a few people that had gloves wow. on. Smart. Cosplay was good at this, too, by the way. Um, if you go through on our, on our IG, there's a few... Like a few uh, scrolling setups of cosplay, but the best one obviously was fuck. What was the what was the character? It was a League of Legends character that I didn't recognize because I don't fucking do League of Legends at all. Um, but her cosplay was dope as shit, um, and I, it was actually so good that I posted it up on its own. Um, but the cosplayer was Emily underscore on IG and she's just this Bay Area cosplayer and she does patchwork cosplay is what she says um, and she was she was somebody in Mr. Tibbers which is this creepy ass bear and it is dope fucking cosplay so much so that my wife even like looked at it she's like wow that's pretty good oh yeah <laughs> wow it was dope as shit um, she was like, holy cow, this is like the best photo that I've seen of us. Because I saw there were actually quite a few people that, that got photos of them while they were walking around uh, in the first part of the day. Uh, so I contacted her and got her and sent over the photos that we the photos that I took of her, which they were all really good. The one that I missed that was apparently later on on uh, on Sunday it was after I left was she did fucking creepy-ass Mimikyu cosplay. Oh, hell yeah. That is awesome. That is fucking dope. Yeah, fucking dope as shit. That's the best one I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw, like, ten this past weekend. Yeah, later on in the day while I was in the panels and whatnot, they did, um, they they left and came back, and she was uh, a little sister and, a, and big daddy. Oh, yeah. I nice. love cosplayers that don't do just, like, cutesy stuff. Yeah. 
Shit's my jam. I wish I had that skill. When they're not just like, look at my tits! Yeah. I mean, that's all I have going for me, so that's what I do, but you know. No, you People that actually have talent, photos. you know. Same here. Oh, also, look at my thighs. I forgot about that. Yeah, don't forget your yeah. thighs. Yeah, my bad. Find, oh, yeah, here we go. Here's some more of the Mimikyu. Holy crap, that's amazing. Yeah, it is a dope-ass costume. There was one that popped up that I'm not seeing on here for some reason of, like, her and somebody dressed in a Pikachu-style costume. Like, it was it was supposed to be Pikachu. It wasn't, like, actually Pikachu, you know? <laughs> like, it wasn't the, the big, like... Like, I have that inflatable Pikachu costume and whatnot. Lots of people going around wanting to give her hugs because everybody just wants to give Mimikyu a hug. Um, oh, I did see an All Might that was uh, that was post battle with uh, with All for One, so he was like still had like one roided out arm, and he was the one dangly skinny arm. His hair was like <laughs> like folding down. It was actually pretty cool. <laughs> I actually saw a guy, probably my dad's age, super skinny, um, was post battle All Might as well, and had like the face, like like the lines drawn on his face and everything. It was amazing. It really <laughs> is genius because you can be like an old creepy man, and now you're just gonna have like swathes of girls come up to hug you, and you'll be like, yes. He was with his daughters. <laughs> it wasn't that creepy. They were doing like a group cosplay. You don't know. That awesome. could be worse. That could be worse. It could be worse, or it could be awesome, which I'm going with. I'm going with awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Choose. It helps me sleep at night. Yeah, I'm gonna choose to go with awesome on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not think about how creepy and weird that could be. Cause yeah, I enjoy getting my seven and a half to eight <laughs> uninterrupted. Oh my god. Okay, so that's it for the cons. Um, whether you liked it or not, eat a dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no, I didn't talk about it. They had an entire section. So you know how, like, a lot of cons now, they do the quiet rooms, which are definitely necessities because they're loud as fuck, especially considering they had an entire, like, dance hall area set up with a DJ all fucking day long and all night. Their quiet room was laid back camp. Huh. That's cool. Completely set up with like the little the little uh, loungers, their tiny little tent, their little uh, the sunshade like pop up thing that they had as well. Like all of that inside this one area, trees, the whole nine yards, like everything. I just walked in, took a couple of pictures. I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. That's dope. <laughs> and they had an entire room uh, set where they had a schedule where you could watch like anime going on. So they just had like. They would run like an entire season for a little bit. Um, they premiered a couple of episodes of like, I think they premiered like the latest episode of Dr. Stone um, and some other stuff, which by the way, there was a whole booth there for Dr. Stone. I never saw anybody at it. The that worst show. is so bad. So Just bad. Take every annoying character from every anime ever and put them all in one show. <laughs> yeah, really? And that's Dr. Stone in, in a nutshell. <laughs> All right, this episode's better than Dr. Stone. I'll give it that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so uh, that's it for our con special. Thank you, everybody. And, and do you have any parting words? Did you think of anything else you want to talk about for Sabaton? No, just that there was a shitload of weebs. <laughs> there were yeah, which is weebs. awesome. <laughs> They're all it was pretty weebs. awesome. Do you regret coming on this show I now? am. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to be among my people. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, thanks a lot, Anne, for joining us. And we will...
will see you guys next time. Thanks, guys. Bye.